Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The Opinion Line, Corks 96 FM. Good morning, PJ. How yeah. are you? Good. Very good, thank you. And thank you for taking our call. No problem. What is wrong with the rollout, Minister? It's very slow. Well, in, in general terms, it, it is being given out as quickly as it's arriving into the country. I mean, as of this day last week, we had received a total of 520,000 doses of the three different types of vaccine. And uh, on Saturday, uh, two days ago, as you know, we had a half a million that had been administered. So what the HSE are telling us is that within a week of vaccines arriving into Ireland, 99.6% of them have been administered. So in overall terms, like the constraint here, the limiting factor is supply internationally. Uh, there have been issues with AstraZeneca supplies and there have been, unfortunately, reliability issues there that are well documented. There were three occasions in the last uh, short number of weeks where uh, at, at short notice, uh, the supply schedule was not um, kept, was not honoured. And those changes have a big impact because, of course, that vaccine at the moment is not being administered to elderly people. Mm -hmm. uh, as you know, in line with the advice. So they have to change the plans. So th th that's the reason why the uh, 100,000 target last week for people vaccinated um, uh, fell short in reality. It was about uh, 81,000. Uh, and this week, the forecast is for 84,000. But separate to that, then, there were operational issues, and you've touched on them there, uh, with uh, a number of GP practices uh, not getting the vaccines exactly when they were told they would get them and in some cases not getting the, the consumables, the syringes and so on um, exactly when they should have got them. And it was in a relatively small number of cases uh, and the HSE have put in place measures now to address that. Uh, they have new relationship managers identified to liaise with the GP practices. They've given a commitment that they will have a longer notice period in advance uh, to let them know when exactly the vaccines uh, are due to arrive and they've put in place in place um, improved communications. Mm -hmm. So, like, it was a small minority of cases, but, you know, quite rightly, everyone has to be held accountable when things don't go right. And the vast majority of cases went right. There were some issues, um, but they will be fixed. But fine. But here's the thing. It's not like anyone got a phone call, Minister, uh, at the end of December and said, oh, by the way, we just found a vaccine. We knew this was coming. We knew there'd be a vaccination program. We knew it would have to be rolled out. Like, when did the preparations start? Because it sounds like it's being made up as you go along sometimes. 
I can assure you and the listeners it's not the preparations have been underway for, for many months and I mean I'm sure you've been listening to Paul Reid and Dr Colm Henry and, and Professor Brian McCran in the last week or so like just explaining that the really complex logistics involved it is the largest and more uh, and most complex vaccination program uh, in the history of the state the uh, mRNA vaccines uh, the Moderna and Pfizer BioNTech um, are challenging um, because of the storage requirements and the requirements to, to administer them very quickly once uh, once they're separated into uh, the different vials and so on. So it is complex, but I, I, I think that in the context of 1,300 GP practices around the country, um, there were issues, according to the HSE, with around 60 to 65 of them. You know, it's a relatively small number, and mm. they will learn from that, and they do need to learn from that because the numbers uh, that will come through are going to increase dramatically, and so we have to to be ready uh, to handle about a quarter of a million doses per week and uh, you know the I have the, the projections here with me I mean in, in the month of April we should be receiving well over a million doses uh, and we have the mass vaccination centres about 37 around the country mm. we have the, the GPs up and running the pharmacists will also get up and running um, and so th- there's a good system and structure in place now to ramp it up mm. and get it out as quickly because as it comes you, in. You know, I can appreciate Minister, you looked across the border to the north, where almost 40% of the adult population has received at least a first dose yeah. of a vaccine. And here we are, just south, you know, on the other side of the border, and we're, we're struggling to, to make the small targets we have. So if there's a quarter of a million coming a week, it, it, it's very worrying can it get out to the regions? Can it get out to the surgeries? Can it get out to the vaccination centres? It will. I mean, in quarter two, so between April, May and June, the current forecast is that we'll uh, receive between 3.8 and 3.9 million doses. Now, that is depending on the, the manufacturers you know, meeting the, the dose supply um, commitments. In, in relation to the north, I mean, they have done things differently. The UK approved the vaccines uh, before the EU member states. They did so through their own domestic uh, regulatory authorities. Uh, Ireland and the other EU member states uh, waited for the European Medicines Agency uh, to approve the vaccine. So that means we, we were starting later. Uh, and then we all purchased uh, our vaccines through um, a coordinated uh, purchase agreement done mm-hmm. at European Union level. Yeah. And like we've ordered over 18 million doses, which will be enough to vaccinate uh, over 10 million people. Yeah. And as you know, the EMA is looking at the uh, Johnson & Johnson vaccine uh, this week and they uh, hopefully will approve that and that's a, a one-shot jab so once yeah that's and what have we ordered of that sorry what is ordered of that for us because that is that is the game changer like that's that's the one that's that's we the, have ordered about 2.2 million doses of that so that alone will be enough to uh, inoculate like a large percentage of the adult population so in quarter two we're expected to receive um, just over 600,000 doses uh, of that one so it is much much easier to administer and uh, and you know it's a very reputable company and mm. if, if it is approved this week it will take a number of weeks before those vaccines start to actually arrive to any European country um, but there is ongoing contact with the manufacturer there and as soon as they are ready uh, they will be distributed mm. so they are on the way As you know Minister um, less than three miles from, from your hometown 
of Carrigaline uh, is one of the biggest clusters of pharmaceutical companies in, in Europe. Is there some reason why we can't be making these things here, as well as just buying them in? Well, I suppose it is it's primarily a question for the companies as to where they manufacture uh, the vaccines. Some of them have outsourced uh, the function to other companies to add to their own capacity. Um, but there aren't vaccines being manufactured uh, in Cork uh, or in Ireland. But you know, those have we have the government said to any of the companies, look, you know, we actually could could you not make them here? We have factories. We have all the people are in place. Could you not come and man- manufacture them here? I mean, I would imagine that, you know, reconfiguring a factory and providing the expertise uh, at an individual plant level, a site level, uh, is, is not straightforward. Uh, but there have been conversations. There's ongoing contact at a very senior level. As it happens, the head of Pfizer in Ireland is also called Paul Reid, uh, and he is in regular contact, I know, with uh, the Taoiseach and Minister for Health uh, yeah. and the government generally. So, like, it, there are no easy answers when it comes to getting extra supply. And I know there's a lot of talk about other uh, other countries and you know, can yeah. we not take spare vaccines? Yeah. We, we've availed of every opportunity. Ar- Arlene Foster was only saying yesterday that you know they they are at they they're proceeding apace, and in actual fact, if they have excess, they'd be quite happy to give them to those. Wouldn't it be a great thing for the for the border counties in particular, Minister, to be able to get spare AstraZeneca from the north? We will take uh, spare vaccines from wherever we can get them, uh, provided they have been approved uh, by the European Medicines Agency and the vaccines that are uh, currently being uh, administered in the north have been approved. But none of those countries, you know, whether it be um, uh, Britain, Northern Ireland, um, you know, Denmark, uh, any of the countries uh, that we have relationships with are not at the point of having spare vaccines that they're offering up. Mm. There, there were a number of European countries that that were not using their supply of AstraZeneca vaccines and uh, for a period of time and were stockpiling them. There were reports of about 2 million doses in Germany not being used, for example, but they now have changed their policies and a number of those countries are now starting to administer AstraZeneca uh, to their older population. So, uh, you know, we are asking around um, and we are, of course, pursuing every opportunity. Because that's as you can appreciate, we, 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 are falling. we are falling behind to be fair. Like, the other thing too, Johnson & Johnson approved in, in the States, as you know, like, we could, could we not, grant emergency approval ourselves as a nation, rather than waiting on the, the European Union, which seems to have some objection to doing things quickly. Yes, I believe uh, you could do that, but I think that that is uh, a more risky strategy. Well, I why? It's been approved by the FDA. Um, yeah, but they're not the, the competent authority that we have in Ireland or the European Union. But are um, they, are they, surely they're on a par at least. Um, yeah, look, you, 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 you would imagine that, uh, that they have very rigorous assessment procedures in place uh, to, um, to interrogate vaccines. They were, so there, not, not, fairness, they were there before the European crowd. Yeah, I, I'm not questioning that, but look, it's, it's a rabbit hole that we could go down and never get out of. I think that, you know, we have, um, we have been served well overall. 
by uh, entering into the coordinated purchasing agreements, a small country like Ireland uh, may not have been able to mm. uh, secure as much supply of vaccine. We have 18 million doses uh, on the way, enough for 10 million people. Yeah. Uh, we now have you know, a commitment that nearly 4 million doses will arrive in quarter two. Okay. I mean, the main issue is that the supply just isn't there. The are we interested are in the Russian vaccine, Sputnik? The, the, um, the figures from it are good? Yeah, we are interested, uh, provided it's approved by uh, the EMA. And they well, are, it's going to they, be made in Germany, so presumably they will approve the, it now. Well, they are now looking at it. Are we guaranteed to get a proportion of everything approved by Europe? Uh, provided we have signed up to it and we have signed up to uh, essentially all of the the prospective vaccines that are out there. Uh, and that's so anything, that's appro- anything approved by Europe will get a chunk of, is yeah, that Yeah, we, we, we will. Uh, we will. And mm. while you know, I hear the criticism that's made uh, of Ireland and, and the pace of the rollout, within European terms, we are one of the, the better performers. So there's a lot of talk of Israel. It it, you see, it doesn't frankly feel that way, Minister. The, the other thing about it is is this, and it's very important. People have been really trying hard to deal with the implications of this lockdown. And, yeah. and, and the big promise that they're clinging to, and I speak personally, this, this lockdown, it's been hard on everybody I know. Everybody, family, friends, workmates, it's been really hard. But we're clinging to the, the, the idea that if we hang in there, as they say, hold firm, they will shortly be somewhere I can go, get a needle in my arm and my problems are solved. The faster the better. There's going to be nearly half the adult population in the north vaccinated any day now. And here we are. When are we all going to be able to say, right, I'll have my vaccine next week, I'll have a vaccine. People are crying out for a chance to get a vaccine in their arm and get their lives back, Minister. And, and I'm one of them too. I completely understand that. But I think the really good news here is that the vaccines that have been administered to date have proven to be highly effective. And we have had a dramatic fall in case numbers in our nursing homes, uh, among our frontline healthcare oh, that's staff. Good. That, that's all, that's so, all great. That's yeah, marvellous. No. That's, that's marvellous. But the rest of us are still staying at home. The pubs are closed. The businesses yeah. are closed. I, by the way, I'm on no rush. I'm in no rush to open anything unsafely. I want. I, I pr- promoted on this program every, yeah. every public safety all the time. But the, the faster we get the vaccines into people's arms, the faster we can get the economy rolling again. I agree, and the two are inextricably linked. There's no doubt about but it. There's a but, dove, there's but a dovetailing there. There is because if you look at the numbers now, and here come to our, our own native Cork, Michael, for a second. Yep. We're now the best performing county in the country in terms of transmission. Yep. So, we, like, Cork is crying out now for vaccines. People have worked so hard and sacrificed so much to get the numbers down. They want their vaccines. The city hall is empty. Why is there nothing happening in there? Well, it's a question of supply. I mean, we're putting in place the the infrastructure and those facilities uh, are going to be needed because we're essentially going to be trebling the number of vaccines uh, that are uh, administered each week. So if you take that it was 81,000 last week, you know, we will be moving towards three times that. We'll be moving towards a quarter of a million a week. And so we're not going to be able to do all of that at the GP clinics. That's why we need uh, the pharmacies on board. We have signed agreements with them. 
uh, in place all of the funding provided. We have the 37 uh, mass vac- vaccination centres now in place, ready to go. So we have put all of the infrastructure and the capacity in place uh, to ensure that the vaccines are administered as soon as they arrive. And like that's the, the, the main reassurance that I can give uh, to your listeners, PJ, is that the government will leave no stone unturned. We have spared no resource in uh, sourcing vaccines from mm. wherever we can. We've signed up to every opportunity uh, to get the vaccines. Uh, and uh, I have assured uh, Stephen Donnelly and Paul Reid of the HSC that whatever they need to do uh, to get them out as quickly as possible, as quickly as possible, uh, will be done. And the resources will be provided to do that. So mm. I know people are impatient, and well, we all want to get there uh, as quickly as we can. Um, but I, I take great heart from the experience to date. Mm-hmm. They are working, uh, okay. and a lot more of them are coming, well, and they're coming fairly quickly now. Uh, and uh, that's really positive news. Well, well, can I invite you here and now to come back on the show in a month's time? And we'll talk about where the progress is compared to today. And and maybe we can organise that between, as they say, your people and my people. Of course. But just before I let you go, Minister, on the subject of quarantine, we hear there in the news at 10 o'clock that the, 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 the President has now signed the quarantine into law. But yeah. it's still going to take at least another week? Um, it's almost there. Um, so I was in touch with Minister uh, Donnelly over the weekend and the Department of Health has uh, done a huge amount of work now to get this up and running. It will be among the strictest quarantining regimes uh, in Europe uh, and it will involve ho- hotel quarantining for people coming from uh, a whole list of countries. Uh, it is already a legal requirement that people quarantine uh, in their place of residence uh, when they come into Ireland. Uh, but for those coming from countries that are deemed to be higher risk, they will be doing so in a state-controlled facility. You know, it is, um, in normal times, that would be seen as an extreme mm. measure. Uh, and You're wary of the warnings coming from Australia that if you don't quarantine everybody, it will fail. Um, I don't believe it will fail. I think that uh, it is a, a proportionate response and I think the public want to see it. Uh, they do want to see people coming in from uh, most countries now uh, where the, the new variants are yes, But it's so easy prominent. to, ev- what I mean is if it's not a blanket quarantine, it's so easy to evade because if, if I'm coming from a country where I'll have to quarantine, all I've got to do first is fly into a country where I won't have to quarantine and I'll come in that way. Oh, no, it will take account of uh, where people have transited through. I mean, the issue is where your your journey has originated. Uh, and, you know, a lot of the people coming back into Ireland now uh, are Irish people returning, um, unfortunately, in some cases from holidays that they shouldn't have been taking. Uh, and in other cases, people who did have genuinely essential trips that they had to make. Uh, we also have essential workers who have to come in and out of the country on an ongoing basis uh, to keep the supply chains open and to make sure that, you you know, goods and medicines and everything that we need for our daily lives uh, continue to flow. Uh, all of this, you know, will that have... That doesn't have to stop when you have mandatory quarantine, by the way. Uh, it doesn't have to stop, but it does just underline the point that you can't close the country's borders and keep everyone out. That's just not realistic uh, if you want the country to continue to function uh, with any uh, level of normality. So there is there's, ma- no, no, there's no question of any keeping everybody out. It's essential, non-essential. Non-essential is what you're quarantining. Yeah, and that is already in place. 
uh, for people coming into the country but the difference now is it will be done in hotels mm-hmm. that they themselves will be paying for but it is already a legal requirement yeah. uh, for people who come here to do that and if they don't uh, they can be prosecuted Okay, I'm going to leave it there with you for today hopefully we can come back in a few weeks Thanks, um, Minister, and see what's happening with the vaccine rollout in Cork thank you very much Minister for Public Expenditure and Reform uh, Michael McGrath Cork's 96FM Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com.